You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, Locked On Browns, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Always appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen day in, day out, whatever podcast platform you use. Make sure you're following. Subscribe to the Locked On Browns podcast. Five-star ratings, written reviews, help your boy out with all of that good stuff, please, and thank you. Uh, so a bunch of stuff to get to here today. Um, obviously no NFL game this week. Uh, well, I mean, if you count the Pro Bowl, which I do not, the most glorified flag football game in the history of the world will take place this weekend though in Las Vegas for those who are so inclined. Uh, we will get to coverage of the championships games, thoughts and perspectives as I ride solo here on this episode. Uh, Pete, very busy, has two uh, All-Star games going on simultaneously between the Shrine game and Senior Bowl. And we will get to the Senior Bowl in segments two, three players who may have some significance for the Browns uh, on the offensive side, defense side of the ball down in Mobile. And again, if you don't hear a lot Browns-wise this week as far as Senior Bowl, do keep in mind that this new uh, front office and administration uh, follow age guardrails very, very closely. If you look at the two draft classes for Andrew Barry and company up until this point, no player over the age of 22 was drafted. And most of the players selected by the Browns to this point under the Andrew Barry leadership have been early declarations. So if you don't get a lot of information Browns wise, um, but I have said, and we'll get to this here in a minute, it could be a different year for the Browns where this is going to be probably most likely on its face, an older draft class than normal with the 2020 opt-out <clears throat> due to COVID uh, restrictions and you know giving the guys the opportunity who are uncomfortable playing uh, to save that year, bank that year in. So, you know, a lot of older players this year, and I do believe there could possibly be one position where maybe the Browns maybe might have to alter things up. Uh, But with that further ado here, we're going to go in a little bit further here. Uh, We'll take the championship games as they came. Uh, You go to Bengals, the Chiefs, and first off, congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. Absolutely hell of a run. Uh, Got their ticket to the dance. Uh, You know, we're able to hold off the Las Vegas Raiders, Tennessee Titans. They, you know, played with them, waited for their opportunities, pounced on them struck and were able to leave Nashville with a ticket to the AFC championship game where the Cincinnati Bengals pulled it out. Uh, this game looked for all intents and purposes like it was over extremely early. Uh, the Chiefs came out clicking on all cylinders like only the Chiefs can do. Uh, the Bengals were struggling early, took a little while to figure out what they could get done offensively, uh, defensively, you know, Hill, Kelsey covering these guys all day long gets to be a nightmare. Uh, but this Bengals defense in the playoffs and over the last two weeks, especially um, what was an Achilles heel for this team found an identity for themselves and found a way to, you know, basically bend, but not break. And it certainly showed against the Kansas city chiefs. 
Uh, the Chiefs for themselves, it was the second week in a row. Uh, the Buffalo Bills game, as much as everybody wants to talk about how historic that, that game was, we talked about how the Chiefs maybe let that happen due to getting ahead of themselves, getting too cute, that third and one with Blake Bell, uh, where a touchdown probably would have put the game out of the reach for the Bills. Same thing happened here. Five seconds left in the first half. Uh, I have no problem with the Chiefs trying to run one more play. And, you know, look, if you say three and a half, four seconds, and you still get the opportunity to field goal, I totally get it. But you basically have, you know, two to three options in that scenario. You're either going to try and hit Travis Kelsey in the back of the end zone, one of them short posts where you basically throw the ball to the crossbar and hope your tight end gets it up, uh, or it goes out of the back of the end zone. Boom, you can get that play done in four seconds. Quick fade, yeah, probably time to get that to a Demarcus Robinson. You have the opportunity for the back shoulder throw to a Tyree Killer or McCole Harbin. They chose to do none of those. They threw a ball out in the flat. Tyree Kill uh, basically ran around, ran the clock out. Chiefs had no more timeouts, cost themselves. They, you know, And at the time, that would have been the icer. If they could have gotten the field goal there, they had the opportunity to get the ball coming out of the second half. And again, they didn't do anything with the ball coming out of the second half. You gave this young Bengals team life. Bengals found their way. Jamar Chase for a touchdown. T. Higgins, as much talk as Jamar Chase has gotten this year, T. Higgins has been fantastic. Um, so the Bengals just get the ball rolling, and they get themselves winning opportunity. And the Chiefs were only able to score three points in the second half. The second time the Bengals did that to the Chiefs this year. So huge, huge credit there uh, to be able to hold, you know, if you think about it, you know, that's 60 minutes of football where they, this Bengals defense, which is, you know, been the bun a bunch of jokes. And it's not that they've been terrible. Yeah, I think it's just that they're not on the par of how great the Bengals offense is, understandably so. Uh, but you think they went 60 minutes of football with the Kansas City Chiefs and only gave up six points. That's hella, hella impressive. Um, so you get the opportunity. You go to overtime. Mahomes nearly throws an interception. Then Mahomes actually does throw one deep. Tyreek Hill is there. Jesse Bates, a phenomenal player who's going to make a ton of of money this offseason, whether it's in Cincinnati or whether it's elsewhere. Jesse Bates gets his hands between Tyree Kill, gets the ball tapped up in the air. Von Bell, a player that we were hoping maybe the Browns would have had interested in two offseasons ago, ended up with the Cincinnati Bengals, wears the C on his chest, been a solid, solid player for the Bengals, gets the interception at the 947 mark in overtime. 13 seconds. It's amazing what 13 seconds can do for the good for the Kansas City Chiefs, what 13 seconds can do for the bad for the Kansas City Chiefs. You go down, uh, you know, a couple of passes, a couple of runs from Joe Mixon, set up a chip shot for everybody's new kicker darling, Evan McPherson. Kansas, uh, Cincinnati Bengals take the win in Kansas City, headed to the Super Bowl. It seems crazy to say Cincinnati Bengals will be playing for the Super Bowl. Seems even crazier to say that Cincinnati Bengals will be drafting either 31st or 32nd in the 2022 NFL draft. Uh, for Browns fans, Cleveland Browns didn't get any worse this past weekend. They didn't get any better this past weekend. Um, yeah, Bengals, all the credit to them. Put together a hell of a year. Does it still think, do I still think that the Cleveland Browns match up extremely well against Cincinnati Bengals? And there's some things that the Cincinnati Bengals can't do that the Browns can. There's some things that the Browns can exploit the Bengals on. Sure. Um, but nothing's changed Cleveland Browns-wise. Nothing got worse. Nothing got better. Cincinnati Bengals had a hell of a run, put together three straight wins, and will play in the Super Bowl against the Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams against the San Francisco 49ers. Well, this was a tight game. Uh, both teams certainly had their share of mistakes. Um, you know, the Rams, Cooper Cup, third down, seven, reception, uh, seven receptions out of eight targets on third down. 
all for first downs. Monster afternoon in that regard. Odell Beckham Jr. certainly looked like the Odell Beckham Jr. that Browns fans were hoping they were getting in Cleveland. Uh, off or not, never happened. But Odell with a 100-yard day. Big day for the Rams. Uh, 49ers, at times, Jimmy G was looking really, really solid. Debo Samuel out there doing his thing. Uh, Rams weren't able to run the ball as much as I think. Uh, neither team was able to run the ball as much as they would have liked. Um, so that certainly, you know, dictated, you know, being forced to throw more, which is right up the Rams alley, not necessarily up the 49ers. Um, you know, coup de gras, exactly what they want to do with their offense. And you get to the position, you know, where the Rams get, uh, you know, get the ball back. Uh, take the lead on a field goal, and now all the pressure in the world is on Jimmy Garoppolo. And I had pointed out during the game that I thought Von Miller and Aaron Donald weren't getting much accomplished. A lot of credit to the San Francisco 49ers, certainly in that respect, to Hall of Famers one day, and they were able to contain him. But you get to that drive, you get to that situation, Von Miller takes it up a notch, Aaron Donald takes it up a notch. You get Jimmy G in a really, really difficult situation. All the dogs are all over him, third and long. He's got no choice. He tries to flick out, you know, to a, a receiver in the flat, gets intercepted, which, you know, it in turn sealed the deal. But for everybody, and look, this isn't, you know, huge, but a lot of people mentioning, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo as far as being the, you know, maybe the answer as an upgrade here in Cleveland for Baker Mayfield. It wasn't just the flip interception from Jimmy Garoppolo you know, that cost him that game. Um, that game could have been cost by Jimmy Garoppolo more times in that second half. First row, the second half, Jalen Ramsey probably had a pick six that he flat out dropped. Um, you know, luckily, you know, for the Niners at the time, he didn't. Um, the drive that led to the punt, which led to the Rams getting the ball and taking the field goal, there was another ball that should have been intercepted by Jalen Ramsey. Uh, so you got to a situation, you know, where, you know, you put a quarterback who's prone to mistakes in the big opportunity. You put him in the big opportunity. You put the spotlight all on him. And it, you know, obviously did not work out for Jimmy Garoppolo. It didn't work out for the San Francisco 49ers. We'll see how it worked. The future works out for Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, young Trey Lance is there for a reason in San Francisco. Certainly looking to get him his opportunity as soon as they possibly can. Um, kind of hard to fathom that, you know, they're going to hold back Trey Lance for Jimmy Garoppolo one more year. Jimmy Garoppolo going to be a hot commodity on the market this year for some teams. And there are a lot of teams looking for a quarterback. My only thing with Jimmy Garoppolo, as far as the Cleveland Browns is, if you were looking for a major upgrade for the Cleveland Browns, I'm not sure you can say that Jimmy Garoppolo is that guy. Matthew Stafford, the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, huge, huge move they made in their efforts to go get Matthew Stafford out of Detroit, feeling that he was a more talented quarterback than Jared Goff. Certainly he was feeling that maybe Jared Goff was just good enough to get him there but maybe just not good enough to get them a victory. They'll find out in two weeks when, you know, Matthew Stafford plays in the Super Bowl as the visiting team in SoFi Stadium against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you know, Cam Akers uh, certainly have Odell. You have Cooper Cup. Uh, the young tight end who played for them Sunday played extremely, extremely well. We'll see if Tyler Higby's available for them. Uh, Aaron Donald, uh, the only thing missing from the you know placard and resume of just how much of a star this guy is in the league is a Super Bowl ring. And nothing's going to change as far as whether he's viewed as one of the greatest players of all time. He certainly is. But maybe the only box that doesn't exist on Aaron Donald's you know checklist, so to speak, is he's lost one Super Bowl, the opportunity to win a second one. I think he is going to be a monster 
but we got plenty of time to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, like I said, it's Senior Bowl week. We are going to get to all of that uh, in you know relevation in, in as far as you know players to watch for for your Browns on the offensive side, defensive side of the ball. We'll continue that here on your latest Locked On Browns. Hey, Browns fans, this is Jeff Lloyd with an amazing opportunity for anyone's buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside gives you cash back every time you get gas, every time you fill up. Go to the uh, go to the App Store or Google Play right now. Download the Get Upside app. And this way, you won't have to pay full price at the pump anymore. You'll get cash back using Get Upside. Download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. For 25 per cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much to two to three hundred dollars a year cash back. The money goes right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, uh, to your debit card. You can get uh, gift cards, uh, you know, Apple cards, uh, Google cards, whatever you are looking for, you can do that. So make sure you're using the Get Upside app and make sure you are using. The promo code TOUCHDOWN. As I've said, it is Senior Bowl week, Shrine Bowl, Senior Bowl going on at the same time. Uh, Senior Bowl, of course, down in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, Lots and lots of talent there. Again, for the Browns, the question always is, um, as far as the guardrails, the Browns prefer their prospects to be younger. The reason and the thinking behind that is you are talking about players who have not hit their peak yet. When you're talking about players 22, even to 23 years old, you were figuring they've hit their athletic plateau. It's not normally the route the Browns go, but again, this is going to be a different draft year all around. We're going to start on the offensive side of the ball here. There's some certainly some guys down there. There's no question about that. Players you think could possibly have an impact for this team, first player that probably comes off the mind. And look, we've talked about this Browns team as far as we'd like to see them get athletic, faster, maybe some more size to their wide receiver room. One player comes to mind in weigh-ins yesterday, Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati, 6'2 and three quarters. So you're talking about a guy who's almost six foot three, almost 210 pounds, 79 inch wingspan, arm length of 30, uh, 32 and a half, hand size of nine inches. You were looking for these players. It, it makes a a difference, for, certainly for Baker, who is not of the ideal stature that you prefer. It makes it a little easier to see uh, players with more length, more size, are able to bail you out a little bit as far as, you know, a ball that may not be as accurate as it needs to be. So the, one player there out of Cincinnati and certainly the Browns, and Cincinnati heavily, heavily represented here down in Mobile. Uh, six Bearcats playing, obviously off the one of the Greatest seasons in Cincinnati Bearcat football. So there is one guy for you to look at in Alec. I'm sorry, Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati. Uh, Another player that is a huge, huge guy that I know I'm a big fan of. I know Stephen Thomas is a big fan of. Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. Um, First thing you're also looking for here is with the player at North Dakota State, the projection wasn't huge. You know, North Dakota State, uh, an offense that you know, features a running quarterback, a solid running game, solid defense. They do what they have to do to win. So it's never about airing the ball out or any of these things. It's about taking advantage of what they feel is the best advantage for them to succeed week in, week out. But you look, talk about a player like Christian Watson, six foot four, 211 pounds, almost a 77 inch wingspan, 10 inch hands, uh, arm length, 32 and a half, a big, big receiver. He can get vertical. 
He gets vertical extremely well. The strides, smooth, easy, fluid runner. Obviously, uh, obviously scoops up, you know, and grounds out a lot of yards. Long strider, quick strider, big play potential. Normally, with a player like Christian Watson, you never talk about a player who's six foot four and say, "My lord, this guy brings a lot to the table in the return game." It's not something you talk about with a player who's six foot four. Christian Watson could do this. We certainly saw the Browns struggle this year. And overall, the Browns have struggled the last couple of years. Certainly the way the kickoff rules have changed, the way punters are now uh, very, very adept at putting the ball 43 yards in the air with maximum hang time. Very, very difficult to get solid returns. But doesn't mean you're just going to ignore it. You certainly want to try to take advantage of it when it's there. A player like Christian Watson out of North Dakota State is certainly capable of doing that. Uh, also with the advantage of he comes in, he's the biggest wide receiver in the room for the Browns. And again, long strider can get deep. His yard, uh, his average per catch, ridiculous at almost 20 yards per. Certainly a player you're looking at in that uh, regard. Another player at a Boise State. Now this is somebody maybe you would talk about maybe ideally out of the slot, not the biggest guy, Khalil Shakur. Six feet, 193, wingspan, 70 inches, 29 inch arms, hands, almost nine and a half. Really productive player out of Boise State. Good wiggle, good shake, solid route runner. Uh, we'll see how the speed checks out once the combine comes around. But he's a wide receiver down in Mobile. The Browns are going to have their eyes on. Uh, the productivity is there. Looks to be a solid, solid player. P- possible, you know, I would say anywhere top 100 or beyond. So when if you talk about maybe that extra draft pick that's coming over with uh, Quesia Dofo Mensa, who you know, certainly moved on to Minnesota Vikings. The Browns will recoup a pick anywhere probably from 96 to maybe 106. You know, a bonus third rounder. This player that could certainly slot into that spot. Romeo Dubs out of Nevada. Uh, first things first, uh, size, almost six foot two, 205 pounds. Uh, wingspan is there. Hand size, 10 and what eight inches. Very, very solid there. Arm length, uh, 31 inches. Uh, the thing with Dubs, highly productive. Highly productive player. We're going to talk about another player out of Nevada here in a minute on the offensive side of the ball. Um, drops are an issue. And this is one thing. Everybody seems to really like Romeo Dubs, the player. Um, but drops you know, certainly get to be something that you're fearful of. Uh, but good route runner. Certainly highly productive um, and certainly has turned in a fast, vast amount of production with the issues he's had as far as dropping the football. So Romeo Dubs out of Nevada, certainly a player you're going to keep your eye on this week. Um, just a solid, solid player. So three for me to watch. I'm sorry, four for me to watch between Dobbs, Shakir, uh, certainly, uh, as I said, Christian Watson, and then, of course, out of Cincinnati, Mr. Alec Pierce. We're going to look a little bit at the tight end class. Um, with the tight end group, even if the Browns keep Austin Hooper, even if the Browns extend David Njoku, we're talking about this being a really, really good tight end class. And this could be maybe one of the better tight end classes since the draft where David Njoku went in round one, along with Evan Ingram. Enough, that was just a solid tight end class all around. Um, but you get to it. It's a really, really good group. If the Browns truly like the tight end position, the Browns truly value the tight end position. So the fact this is a great class, maybe though the need is not that great, you're certainly going to maybe dip into something that you feel very highly of. So the Browns obviously feel really highly about the tight end position. So why would they disregard a great class? First one, again, to Nevada. Um, Cole Turner, six foot six, 246 pounds. And I'll tell you, at 246, I think there's room to put some weight 
on a guy like Cole Turner. Um, kind of looks pretty svelte at six foot six, two forty six. So certainly some room to maybe add ten pounds to this player if the Browns felt that need. If you feel that he needs uh, the extra strength, the extra weight to develop in his blocking game, almost an eighty inch wingspan, thirty three inch arms, hands at almost uh, ten inches. Uh, solid player, solid uh, production, moves really, really well for a guy that size. He looks more athletic than he should at six foot six. Cole Turner at a Nevada player. I certainly have my eyes on this week. Daniel Bellinger out of San Diego State. 6'4 and a quarter, 252. Uh, wingspan is 70, almost 78. Arms, 32 and a half, 10 inch hands. Good blocker. Um, looks like he's maybe lost a little weight here to look a little more athletic this week. Down in Mobile, another tight end to keep your eye on. Um, Coastal Carolina. And get used to this, folks. Coastal Carolina is going to be a school that we're going to talk about football players from in the weeks to come. The years to come, Coastal Carolina was a, a nice story as a program, but it's really, really turning into a program that's producing solid, solid talent. Isaiah Likely, tight end, 6'4", 241, certainly some room to grow. Wingspan is 78, arms 32 and a quarter, 10-inch hands. This is a player, certainly there is room to grow, certainly room to fill out, could come to the Browns as a fourth tight end, not have much expected out of him right away. Um, really Moves really well. Athletic, no question about it. What you can use him for, you know, you look at what you like to do with Harrison Bryant, certainly something, things you can do with a player like Isaiah Likely. Again, the Browns emphasizing size and, you know, size, uh, athleticism, uh, length in their skill positions as far as the passing game, anything you can do to hopefully get the best out of Baker Mayfield here in 2022 as the Browns obviously have a huge, huge decision to make. And I will not miss out on this guy for you Buckeyes fans. Jeremy Rucker. Six foot five, 250 pounds, wingspan north of 79, arms 32 and three quarters, hands 10 and one eight inches. Jeremy Ruckert could have done a lot more in his time at Ohio State, but you had Garrett Wilson, you had Olave, uh, you certainly had uh, you know the other star in the slot uh, for Ohio State, you certainly had a running game. Uh, Jeremy Ruckert, everything I love about Jeremy Ruckert, it, Jeremy Ruckert is it's day one. You know, he comes in wherever he's drafted, whatever role you think he's going to be, you expect it. You truly expect it is going to happen. You look at a player like Jeremy Rucker, and maybe you think if you do move on from Austin Hooper, you can bring him in. And right away, he can give you the blocking that Austin Hooper did. Can he maybe become a little bit more of a factor in the passing game? It's not that much to develop to where Austin Hooper statistic-wise, was for the Browns. It's not that big of a jump for any collegiate player to come in here, especially this class, to give you what Austin Hooper did in his time here with the Browns. So, you know, don't sleep on that. I do love Jeremy Rucker out of Ohio State, but there are some really, really good tight ends down in Mobile that I think would be a huge, huge get if the Cleveland Browns feel so inclined to do that in this draft. Again, you value the tight end position like the Cleveland Browns do. This is the tight end class for you. It's the new year, so that means new year resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, you want to eat healthy, but it gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. 
Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can trick yourself into thinking it is as workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So make sure you check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And we appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you are following or subscribe to the Lockdown Browns podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and written reviews. We're going to continue here. I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball here. As far as some uh, players to keep your eyes on, Cleveland Browns-wise, down in Mobile for the 2022 Senior Bowl. I've talked about the age guardrails, and the Browns have a particular way of doing things where they would like their draft prospects on the younger side. Understandable. You want to look for maybe untapped potential, players that have not reached their peak yet. And I did mention that this draft class is going to be a little bit different as far as the age of this draft class. Again, due to COVID, uh, due to COVID during 2020, giving a lot of players the opportunity to opt out, still keep that year of eligibility. You're going to have some players who are just going to be generally older than they would normally be in a given draft. This one's going to, it's not necessarily, this one's going to be the anomaly. You'll have to deal with it next year too, is obviously this affected, you know, you got to think about, you know, a roster has, you know, four years, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. So a lot of players affected by that 2020 and certainly given the opportunity for the extra year of eligibility, something we're going to deal with here over, you know, next draft or two. Um, But defensive tackle, and maybe this is going to be a spot where the Browns, maybe you're going to have to ignore maybe, or, you know, have to bend the rule, bend their own rule, so to say, to get what they truly need. Um, They've taken chances on Jordan Elliott in the draft. They've taken chances on Tommy Togiai in the draft. And certainly those two players, Brown's certainly hoping, you know, for Elliott in year three, Togiai in year two. And I'm not saying it's not going to happen. There's no way around it. You know, there's certainly a possibility both those players games elevate and pick up. But the Browns might feel that they are in a position where, they, if they cannot get this done in free agency, they truly need to upgrade the position, maybe to the point where if you're looking, if it's a third round selection, they need a defensive tackle who they may view to be a starter right away. There are some names and some fit the age guardrails. Some don't necessarily uh, fit the age guardrail, but there's some names here that you certainly have to watch. Devontae White out of Georgia certainly had a solid career, almost 6'3", 307, 78 inches wingspan, 33-inch arms. Hands at almost 10 inches. Solid player. Player, again, the age may not exactly line up for that. A player I like out of Arkansas a lot. 6'4", 3 quarters, 327. Wingspan at almost 82. Arms almost 84. Hands over 10 inches. John Ridgeway the third Can get after the quarterback. Uh, should be strong enough, tough enough to hang in there uh, as far as, you know, run support, holding his own, you know, making just an absolute mess for when the running back is at the line of scrimmage. Nowhere him to go. Basically just a wall in front of him. 
Logan all out of Houston. Uh, you've talked about this with Pete and I. Um, and again, you know, normally Pete's on this time of year, but between the two all-star games, you know, Pete's crazy, crazy busy over at SI. He needs a little time. Hey, you guy's always there for me. I'm going to give him a little time. Uh, Logan Hall. This is going to be an interesting name. Uh, ideally built like an edge at almost six foot six, 280 pounds. The length, the arms all check out. Uh, but this is a player who's, you know, done some things in the middle, you know, certainly at his size, certainly, you know, enough to play inside at the collegiate level. 278 is not going to get it done to play in the interior, but could play on the outside early, could kick inside. We've seen Miles Garrett do it. We've seen Jadavian Clowney do it. Logan Hall is going to be an interesting guy to keep your name on, keep your eyes on this week. But most of it for me, for Logan Hall, is going to be, you know, what kind of reps does he get outside uh, as far as you know, maybe first and 10 reps and let's see him on inside an obvious passing situation. Um, Perion Winfrey out of Oklahoma, almost six foot four, three Oh three wingspan at almost 86 inches. Just a monster of a dude had a nice career down in Oklahoma. Again, the Browns can't really mess around here. You know, Malik McJackson, Malik Jackson wasn't really getting it done towards the end of his career, but the things you were asking Malik Jackson to do were never the things that were the plus on his calling card. Malik McDowell, that situation was unfortunate, but for all intents and purposes, you got to figure his time with the Cleveland Browns is done. So Perrion Winfrey at Oklahoma, certainly a player you got your eyes on. Uh, Fedarian Mathis out of Alabama. Again, a player's probably not going to fit the age guard rails, but a monster. 6'4", 313, you know, wing, arm, hands, all check out. But again, a player that's going to be a little bit older than, you know, probably desired. But the Browns may not be in a position where they can get too particular here. Um, if the player fits the bill, they think he can contribute right away. Might be something they're going to have to take in mind. Here's a player that should fit. Out of UConn, Travis Jones, uh, six foot four and a half, three twenty six wingspan, arm, hands, all check out. Decent player was able to get in the backfield, uh, you know, get some pressure on the quarterback. Uh, solid in run defense. Travis Jones out of UConn is a player Browns fans should be watching this week down in Mobile. This edge class this year, and again, as most of the time with the premium positions, it usually feels like it's littered with underclassmen. But that does not mean there are not some names down in Mobile. Who can contribute? For me, two that stand right out as far as fitting with the age guardrails. Cam Thomas out of San Diego State. 6'4", 265, 79-plus, uh, arm, hand, all check out. Player whose production picked up over his time at San Diego State. Ten sacks this fall uh, for the Aztecs. He's a player to keep your eyes on. Pure edge guy, a lot of energy, a lot of motor, disciplined, plays the game the right way, does his assignment. On first down, second down, running situations, does his assignment. When it gets to passing situations, though, man, Cam Thomas can get loose and get it done. Couple, uh, One other player that I truly, truly like, uh, two others, actually. Uh, Kingsley and Abare out of South Carolina, almost six foot four. Again, 260. Everything else checks out. Had a solid year down in South Carolina. Probably needs some work in his run support as far as just being disciplined and doing his assignment. But a player to watch this week as far as an edge rusher, certainly Kingsley and Abari out of South Carolina. And we know the name. We've talked about him a bunch. Uh, Majai Sanders, uh, almost six foot five, weight only in the 240s, which could be good or bad. Uh, he seems to excel. Seems he had, had the, the prowess there, the explosion there. But certainly if you wanted to put a little more, if you were comfortable putting a little more weight on that, that's there. Wingspan, arm. Hand size, all check out. Certainly another player. Um, even if the Browns re-sign Jadavian Clowney, I'm good for redoing the rest. I'm sorry, Jadavian Clowney, yes. Even if Clowney's back, 
I'm okay with redoing the rest of that room. We've seen enough out of Porter Gustin. We've certainly uh, you know seen enough out of the other guys in that room. Tack McKinley, who knows if he comes back, you know from you know the the Achilles. Joe Jackson, we've seen what we're going to see. Um, so it's I, I think it's time for just an overall retooling of the reserves in that room. And I, I want to bring in new guys regardless, even if Jadamian Clowney is there. Upgrade the room. Pass rushers, you can never have too many of them. Good, good defensive back room down in Mobile this year. There's just no way around that. Baylor's got a couple of uh, players here. Jalen Petrie, I'm going to nickname him the Dish, uh, can play nickel. Safety could be that third safety the Browns are looking for. Great in coverage. This guy never gave up a touchdown reception in his time in Baylor. So Jalen Peachley, a guy to keep your name on as far as the safety position. Baylor's got another guy there in JT Woods. Um, if you guys have been following, you know, Stephen Thomas, Browns mock draft and myself, player we both love, Kirby Joseph out of Illinois. Illinois program isn't a lot to write home about, but Kirby Joseph has it and maybe kind of has it in spades. Six feet. Uh, five, eight inches, 200 pounds, almost a wingspan of 80 inches, uh, arms over 33 inches, 10 and a half, uh, hands, 10 and a half. That is a big, big safety. Certainly had a lot of turnovers this year for the fight in the line. I, another player to keep your eye on as far as safeties. And one more, cause look, the Browns are always looking at them. So it'd be foolish not to talk about them is the cornerback position. And there, there are some really good ones down there. You talk about, you know, Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati, six, one, three, eights, uh, the, the weight is there wingspan height, all that size for a player, you know, from the Bearcats, uh, Darion Kendrick was a big physical cornerback for the university of Georgia. Uh, he'll be down there showing his wares this week as well down in Mobile. Mario Goodrich out of Clemson, just a solid player. Um, the testing was not great yesterday for Roger McCreary out of Auburn. Uh, 5'11", 189, short wingspan, short arms, not great hand size, but a solid, solid player. And don't kid yourself into thinking that a player like Roger McCreary can't play. And somebody had pointed out yesterday, yeah, his size is maybe not exactly what you're looking for, but his size was very, very similar to um, Asante Samuel in his days coming out, uh, you know, of college. So certainly something not to sneeze about. Certainly got to keep your play on, uh, keep your eyes on. One other player I really like at Tennessee, uh, again, Tennessee, a program that it's nowhere near where it used to be. But Alante Taylor, Tennessee, six feet, 196, 75-inch wingspan, almost 32-inch arms, hand size at nine. But a solid was a solid, solid player on a team that just not so great down there uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee, but these are players to watch on the offensive side, the defensive side of the ball here. You know, you may be looking running back for the Browns, but that's usually a position where it's younger. One running back I didn't get to is a Quandre White out of South Carolina. Got a lot of juice to him. Got a lot of wiggle to him. Can contribute in the receiving game. We don't know the status of Dearness Johnson. Uh, we don't know the Browns' overall intention. I think Demetri Felton is a player they feel is probably maybe more wide receiver than it is running back. And keep in mind that Kareem Hunt currently has – 2022 on his contract and nothing going beyond, but we gave you tight ends. We gave you wide receivers. We gave you interior players. We gave you edge defenders. We gave you secondary players. So a lot going on. This is Tuesday. Senior ball practices start today. So we got to that. We covered AFC, uh, AFC, NFC championship games as the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams will meet in the Super Bowl. I know it feels weird to say it feels weird coming out of my mouth. Uh, Browns fans, probably not the matchup any of you were hoping for, uh, but 
onward and upward, I guess, in that regards. Um, we got to a lot here. We're going to get to a lot this week, of course, with Senior Bowl. Next week, we'll get deeper into maybe Super Bowl coverage and things of that nature. Uh, do appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen day in, day out. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.